All right, welcome to the Titty City Pod. This is episode one, the pilot, so to speak. Uh, it's the week three recap. This is going to be a lot better than Downey's shitty fucking email that he sends out with his corny tits that, you know, everybody can Google search to find. And <laughs> it's just old. The bi-weekly fucking recap that everybody thinks is going to be something good. Then we we read it and we're like, what the fuck is this? So anyway, uh, basically what I'm going to do with this, once a week I'm going to recap it. I have no idea how long it's going to be, 20, 15 minutes, 30. I don't know how long it's going to get through. I have a few notes. I'm going to try to go game by game, uh, do some injuries, cover trades. Uh, it should grow a little bit as I go. I've wanted to start working on a podcast just for fun. I've been listening to a lot of them uh, at work, like friggin' 50, 60 hours, Rogan, Fighter and the Kid, uh, stuff like that. And, you know, this is, I think, a good way for me to get my, my foot in the door and try stuff out. And hopefully you guys can give me a little bit of feedback. I know Topher's tried it. Uh, I downloaded a uh, voice recorder, so I'll be able to interview some of you guys if you want to uh, come on here. And again, I think it's going to be a lot better, easier to uh, to consume than Downey's shitty fucking email. And, uh, you know, you can listen to it on the car, on the way to work, on the way home from work. Um, but yeah, leave, let me know what you guys want to do, what you guys want to hear, and I will try to accommodate and make this the best as I can. I have Bobby. He's helping me out. He made a little bit of an intro. He's going to help me with the editing. It's just I wanted to get this one out right off the bat so that you guys could could get a feel for what it's going to be like. Um, so with that being said, I am your host, the manager of Monkey Business, the assistant commissioner, um, Eric Cook. Welcome to the Titty City Pod. Uh, two things happened for me this week. I got my first win in Titty City, uh, beating a really tough team, Paul's team, and also got uh, 14 months sober on, what's today, Tuesday, so on Sunday. Um, so I'm pretty happy about that. I feel pretty good. Um, some of you guys, I'm sure have heard you know what happened. I know Dan's covered it in the recap, but I'm doing really well right now. Other than the fact that I, I don't have my AC going in my apartment and it's hot as fuck in here, but I want the uh, sound quality, quality to be as good as possible. So anyway, all right, so covering this week, we're going to dive right into it. Saquon Barkley, out four to six weeks. Um, you know, when I made that trade earlier in the year, I definitely wasn't expecting uh, Saquon to get hurt. I don't think anybody could expect that. He's not injury prone. Granted, he's only been through one season. The injury looked bad on tape. Uh, they're, they're saying four to eight weeks. Schefter reports that it's going to be the longer of the eight weeks. And Topher is already on the market looking for a running back. The problem that Topher has is he's created a reputation for himself where he likes to rip people off in trades and refuses to trade with anybody unless it's heavily in his favor. Now, the only time he's bent the knees to me earlier with the uh, – Michael Thomas, Kelsey trade for Barkley. It turns out both those players that I traded to him have now been injured when he wished ill will upon Thomas and Kelsey, if you guys recall. It was either in the 
email or the text chat that Topher said that uh, both were going to blow their knees out, I believe. And uh, I think Toph may have jinxed himself a little bit. He's the two-time back-to-back mayor. Uh, you can't discount that. But right now it's looking rough for him. He's got He's got quarterbacks on quarterbacks that he's got to get rid of. He thinks that Patrick Mahomes is worth Alvin Kamara straight up. Um, so if anybody has a running back one that they want to trade for Patrick Mahomes, Topher's your guy. So I'm going to go right through. I got my computer in front of me and I'm recording on my phone. I'm going to go right through the matchups. It has, uh, I'm going to go right in order. So it has uh, Paul and I right up at the top. Now, going back real quick to the trades, um, I made the trade monkey. I don't know if I should refer to myself as me, as Eric or monkey business. I guess I'll just go by the team. So trade between monkey business and Snoop daddy. Um, you know, this was a trade that I had been working on since the draft came, the draft order came out. I was trying to get Camara from the very start. I would have taken him uh, with the number one pick if he was available. I tried to take trade Saquon to him, and I saw a buy low opportunity to take the two pieces that I got for Saquon and move them for Camara. Uh, also, a little bit of an upgrade at quarterback by swapping Rodgers for for Watson. And it really turned out it turned out great for both uh, Chris and I at this point. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see it as the year goes on how it plays out with Michael Thomas with Breeze out, and it looks like Camaro's just a straight up workhorse. So, like I said, I saw a buy low opportunity for that trade. Um, Alvin's my dude; he's my favorite player in the league right now. So, uh, if anybody hasn't seen the highlights of that Seattle game. Um, Go and watch him on YouTube. The dude is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, let's go. I'm going to go back a little bit. I'm looking at the trades here on Yahoo. So um, a big trade between Paul and Brooks. Evans, Jones, and Galladay for OBJ and Mixon. Now, on paper, this looks good. The problem is Baker Mayfield can't hit the fucking ocean from a dinghy right now. Uh, they have no pass protection whatsoever. I don't know if anybody watched that game on Monday night, I believe. I mean, if he didn't get the ball off within two seconds, uh, I mean, they were, they were sacking him. It was, it was, it was brutal. Uh, excuse me, that game was Sunday night, not Monday night. So OBJ, I mean, it's going to be hard if he doesn't have somebody to throw the ball to him. He had Eli Manning, um, you know, tossing him the rock the last few years, and he made something of it. But I don't know. Maybe he needs to wear two $350,000 watches. Uh, I just don't see him getting the ball downfield much. If he can hit on those short uh, catch and runs, you know, that's gonna, that's his bread and butter. Uh, Mixon. You know, that offensive line, too, is just absolute shit. Um, they're not involving him in the passing game at all. And it looks like he's going to pan out to be an RB2 mid-range for the season unless something happens there, unless they just just lean on him heavily. Uh, I believe he was dealing with an injury a little bit earlier, so hopefully he can stay healthy. The trade on paper, like I said, looked good. But I think in the end... Um, at least for this week, Brooks made out like a bandit. I mean, buy low on Evans. Evans tossing up 190 and three. Uh, if Jameis Winston, you know, he's terrible. He's a terrible quarterback, but decent for fantasy. 
15 targets for Evans, eight catches, 190 yards, and three TDs. He just goes ham. Uh, he is hot as hell right now. We'll see how that pans out the rest of the, the, rest of the season because I think he's going to be up and down like this. He's going to blow up and not, and it's going to be completely dependent on, on Winston. Aaron Jones, uh, he, you know, Brooks kind of bought high on him. There, That's a timeshare in that backfield if anyone's paying attention. Jamal Williams is getting as many or more touches than Aaron Jones. I haven't looked at the snaps, but uh, Jones, 10 carries, 19 yards, and and two TDs, uh, average of 1.9 yards of carry to two TDs, saved him in Galladay. I personally, I've tried to trade for Kirion with, with, uh, place place wants nothing to do with it. I don't, I'm going to stay away from the lions, I think. But anyway, overall the trade, I think leaned in Brooks favor. We'll see how it plays out. Then Paul trying to, trying to make moves. I think if he played, Anybody but me or two other teams this week, he would have got the win. But trying to improve his team swaps Walker and White for Engram. Great trade for Paul. Uh, fortunately for uh, Gowdy, you know, he's he's taken pieces and, and, and he can accommodate. His team is, is nasty. So he can accommodate a few of these trades where he's trying to get smaller pieces that can fill in on bye weeks and maybe maybe blow up here and there. Uh, but Engram is panning out to be top three for sure. Um, so let's dive into the the weekly matchups. And I'm gonna go in order. So it has a uh, it has Paul and I first. So monkey business versus the uh, DHS Rams. 146 to 132. Monkey business with the W. Now the the trade that I made panned out big time. Um, Alvin Kamara, super hot right now. Uh, anybody on the Kansas City offense that catches a football is looking like they're going to be blowing up for the remainder of the season, at least until Tyree kills back, which I haven't seen any report on that. So rolled out Mikel Hardman, worked out for me. He tossed, he, uh, he caught the 83-yard TD and... It's going to be interesting. This kid, Terry McLaurin, hot as hell right now, puts up a TD, six catches, 70 yards, and a TD on the, the best defense in the league. Now, granted, they got their asses kicked, but uh, if anybody hasn't seen that TD catch, check it out. Uh, panic meter on Chris Carson right now. He has fumbled three times in the first three games. He did not have fumbling issues in college. He didn't have fumbling issues last year. And from what I've seen so far, it appears Pete Carroll has defended him in, in some of the uh, post, post-game press conferences. He said that, you know, it's one of the three of the best punch-outs that he's seen. Uh, granted, you got to hold on to the rock if you want a job in this league. So I'm a, I'm a little worried about him. I'm hoping for a bounce back next week. But I think, it, you know, one more fumble and he he's going to yield his job to either CJ Procise or Rashad Penny, which neither one of them are good options for Seattle. They just got their asses kicked at home uh, against New Orleans with a backup quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see how Seattle plays this. Uh, On Paul's side of the ball, gave the rock to Josh Allen, 
it's a pretty good idea because Baker Mayfield is droppable at this point, in my opinion. Uh, Kyler Murray is starting to shape up. I think he's going to be a matchup-to-matchup play. Uh, panic meter on Robert Woods is going to be set at a 7. Looks like Cooper Cup's the go-to in that offense. Brandon Cooks is catching passes. And Robert Woods just really isn't eating much. Uh, they're not really targeting him. They aren't any... Uh, with the exception of the carrier two that he got, I mean, they aren't really involving him in the offense. And I guess it's understandable because Cooper Cup looks like he never got injured. Super hot, Evan Ingram popping off. Uh, his running backs came up big with uh, DJ and Mixon. I think, you know, if Mixon can put up 16 points a week like he did, I mean, 61 rushing yards, a rec- 34 receptions, or excuse me, 34 receiving yards and a TD. Uh, not super impressive stats, but in fantasy, that'll that'll get you by. So we'll see how that, pan- that trade uh, pans out for Paul. Nelson Aguilar picked him up, started him with the Philly receivers out, and he paid off. Eight catches, 50 yards, two receiving TDs. Well, he's going to have to keep an eye. That's a good start going forward if, uh, if the two receivers for Philly was Alshon and I'm not sure the other guy uh, stay out. Um, other than that, Paul picked up Wayne Gallman. We'll see how that plays out. I don't see him getting, you know, he could hand him the ball 20 times a game, and I don't know what he's going to do with it. I think the Giants are probably going to get like a second or third string running back because I, I think a third string running back is probably better than Wayne Gallman Jr., but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, so... Monkey Business gets the first one of the season, 146 to 132. And for Paul, you know, it's a tough road right now. He's 0-3, and, and he's going to be looking, you know, he needs he needs a W. Going to our next game of the week, we have the shittiest team in the league, CMC TD Factory uh, against Tyreek's Innocent. Tyreek is probably not innocent, but we'll go with it. Uh We'll start with the winning team, uh, 131 to 108, Brian Wentz doing his thing. Brandon Cooks looked pretty good, eight catches, 112 yards, no TD, but, you know, 16 fantasy points will do it. T.Y. Hilton, you know, he got his, he, <laughs> Brian got lucky. He he put up his points, then he came out of the game. So it's going to be interesting going forward to see Hilton. I think I read a report that they're concerned about him t- actually tearing his quad. Uh, Derrick Henry on Thursday night, that game was miserable in the rain. Bell, you know, he gets his touches, but that New England defense is just balling out. Kittle has been just absolutely lackluster for where he was drafted. Third round, third pick in the draft. 23rd overall, and just, you know, 9 points, 7 points, and 9 points rounding up. Uh, you know, really looking bad. Uh, panic meter on on Sony Michelle. He fumbled late at the end of the game, I believe, last week. Uh, Rex Burkhead got the majority of the touches. Save. Hello? Dan, can you hear me? 
Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? What's up? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I am. You called me right in the middle of my uh, podcast recording, so I had to pause that to call you back. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're you're on a recorded line right now. I hope you're okay with that. Uh, I guess I'm happy. All right. Do you have any comments about your shitty-ass team this week? I'm actually going through the weekly recap, recapping Tyreek's Innocent CMC TD Factory when you called. Well, perfect. Um, we didn't have our best week. Um, let me pull my team. can't remember this top of my head. Uh, we fought hard and lost. Lost by ten or fifteen points. Uh, I was uh, let me let me cut in. I was about to go. I was just covering uh, Brian's team. I was about to switch your, to yours, dude. What the fuck is going on with Todd Gurley? First round pick, and he it looks terrible. He's obviously his knees are fucked up, and they're easing him into the year. Uh, I don't know. What are you gonna are you gonna trade him? Why would you draft him if his knees were fucked up? Uh, we don't even realize how fucked up they probably are. I mean, that's probably the same question as why did you draft Jarvis Landry in the fourth round? Yeah, right. And then, <laughs> and then drop him after trying to trade him to everybody. Dude, I tried to shop him to everybody. Nobody wanted him, and it was time to cut ties with him. <laughs> I don't. I don't want anything to do with the fucking Browns offense, man. The Baker Mayfield looks fucking terrible. Yep. Um, so no. no, Todd Todd Gurley's slow start, but he think I think he'll come around. Um, you know, one thing that we're very happy about is the two tight end set we're rolling out every week. It's been very promising. You know, Mark Andrews has been a stud. You know, fourteenth yeah. round gem. I think I found is very. Very promising. Yeah, it's funny because you were just saying how you were not afraid to roll two tight ends out. You rolled two tight ends out this week saying nobody in the league can do it, and they combined for a whopping 11.4 points. Yeah, but you know what? What did they do the last two weeks? You know, we'll take we'll take every two out of three weeks. Yeah. Mark Andrews well, you gotta, plus points the first two weeks, so I think he probably still leads. I think he probably still leads the league in tight end points, so I'm okay with that. Um. So, I mean, you're speaking to the assistant commissioner. Assistant, assistant to the commissioner. Apples and oranges. Uh, do you remember that episode of The Office where uh, Michael thinks that he's going to get a, a job in corporate, turns out to be Jan's job, and he hands over the reins to Dwight? Yep. Yeah, that's what's happening here. What's the I'm, I'm taking over the league. You think you are? Yes. Until you come back when you realize that you're taking Jan's job at corporate. Yep. All right. I'm going to get back to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm going to recap your shitty team right now. You better make some moves here, Dan. Jesus, where are you calling from? Africa? You're breaking out. Falmouth. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. All right. I'm back. I just had to answer Downey's phone call. Uh, should be adding that. Anyway, talking about Sony Michelle, I don't know what the hell is going on with him. Saves his week with a one-yard, uh, I think it was a one-yard TD run, 11 rushing yards. Brian is struggling at running back. Um, 
the problem is, you know, he does. I don't. Unless he trades Tyreek for somebody who's willing to hold on to him for a few weeks until he comes back from injury, you know, I don't see with T.Y. Hilton hurt. That seems like a lingering injury. You know, he could be running in, into some problems here at running back and wide receiver for that matter. Uh, DK Metcalf looking good, though. Marvin Jones, hit or miss. Um, we'll see how that plays out. And down he called right as I was about to switch over to his team. So he's starting filthy fill this week. Now, panic meter nine. Downey and I just talked about this. Todd Gurley, first round draft pick. I think that says enough. Um, <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the call in right now, and you'll hear. I'm gonna switch. So Downey loses. He's got one of the worst teams in the league, and we'll move on to the actual, without a doubt, worst team in the league. Uh, Mile High Manning tossing up a cool 77 points this week. Now the JJs. Uh, places team 144 to 77 just absolutely shits down Jim's throat here. And uh, we'll start with the winning team place with his streaming quarterbacks. He was told me earlier in the week, just, you know, he's lucky that his position players are balling out because Matt Stafford isn't doing shit with 12 points on the week uh, place either trade or figure out your QB problems. Uh, Danny Dimes is available. Julio Jones doing Julio things, stealing with a nice bounce back after a shitty first couple weeks. Uh, we'll see how that plays out in Minnesota. Uh, they're obviously leaning heavily towards the run. Dalvin Cook looking fucking amazing. Uh, Nick Chubb, Thursday, excuse me, Sunday night looked solid. The only player on that team that looked solid offensively. Zeke. No TDs, 125 rushing yards, and a blowout win against Miami. Now, it's going to be interesting to see Dallas looks great this year. And if Zeke is coming out in, in the early fourth quarter, every game, because they're blowing the majority of these teams out, it's going to really cut into Zeke's fantasy value. Uh, overall, you know, he's going to put up his points. He's going to put up his hundred rushing yards. I think he's averaging over a hundred a game for his career. Uh, Austin Hooper blows up. He's one of those hit or miss uh, uh, tight ends for Atlanta, kind of the safety valve for Matt Ryan there. Um, I've been trying to trade for David Montgomery. Place, if you're listening to this, trade me David Montgomery. For Christ's sake, I'll give you Jarvis Landry. <laughs> Switching to, I don't, look, let's, Jim. I hope you have your jean shorts ready because you're not willing to trade any of these players. You don't have a running back. I don't know if you've maybe seen the news. Uh, Melvin Gordon probably isn't going to play until week 10 because he needs to get paid. He may even pull the Le'Veon Bell. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with how the Chargers do things, uh, but because Melvin Gordon says, okay, I'm ready to come back. That, to the Chargers management and ownership, means absolutely nothing. He's probably going to be benched 
and only get an opportunity to play significant amount of time and put up fantasy points if and only if you see an injury to Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson is the future in L.A. Uh, Melvin Gordon is not signing, re-signing next season. They offered him $10 million. In my opinion, Melvin Gordon doesn't deserve $14 million a year. He's not that good. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. But, Jim, I don't even know where to start with your team. You, you really you got to make some moves, man. If you, I know you're not known for it, but you're, you're going to have to make some trades. If you, you're going to have to probably give up a couple of draft picks if you want to be relevant this year. You're not, this could be the first year that you miss the playoffs. Let's go to Brooks, excuse me, Kilmer's Coyotes and pay last place more. Taylor, it's time to change your team name. Um, 160 to 136, good showing from Taylor's team. Couple duds by James Conner and Justin, uh, excuse me, Stefan Diggs. Those two players are benchable until further notice. Uh, but let's cover the winning the winning team first. Now the the wide receiver won Keenan Allen. I mean, 13 catches, 183 yards, two TDs. In case any of you guys were wondering, Paul would be the one that knows this for, you know, for sure. I told Paul that I didn't want to touch Keenan Allen this year because I was concerned about his health. The knee injury early on in the, in training camp worried me. And I proceeded to take Damian Williams and Leonard Fournette before I drafted Keenan Allen. And right now, I mean, Brooks is so stacked at wide receiver that uh, he maybe he could ride like sixty to eighty points off from off from Hopkins, Allen, and Evans that each week. As a basis, and he's a little light at running back. I mean, Tyreek Cohen tossing up a dud. Uh, his kicker, Myers, Jason Myers, I believe, Galladay tossing up a dud. So three of his players combined for eight points, nine points, excuse me, and he still put up 160. So a little bit of fine tuning to his roster. He's in the top three, I think. We'll do the power rankings at the end of the show. Uh, but Brooks' team looking like a force to be reckoned with. Um, looking actually right here. Aaron Jones, limited participant on Monday's practice because of a shoulder. Inter- interesting. The Packers didn't practice. So we'll see what happens there. Keep an eye on that. I don't think Jamal Williams is worth the ad. Maybe it is for Brooks. So, Brooks, you maybe wanted to look at Jamal Williams before somebody else does just in case Jones doesn't play and you may want to actually hedge your bet because I think Williams has gotten more touches now on your bench. Actually, Philip Lindsay blowing up. Wouldn't count on that every week. That's one of those things where you say, Oh, 27 points from Lindsay. He's back. Now I think that was just because of Royce Freeman's injury. We'll keep an eye on that. Maybe contact Jim, let him ask him how Royce Freeman is doing. But uh, that's one of those where you, you say, Oh, Philip Lindsay's back. You start him the next week and he tosses up like three points. So I wouldn't count on that. Um, switching over to Taylor's team. Starts Matt Ryan this week. Jameis Winston goes off for 26 and a half. Now, you know, it didn't bother 
Taylor too much. It was close. It wouldn't have made a difference. Tyler Lockett pops off in the blowout loss in New Orleans while uh, the Seahawks were trying to come back. Uh, as I said, Diggs and Connor right now are both bench. I don't think you have – I'm looking here. You don't have any running back depth. Well, you have Mac, but going forward, I mean – 136 points. You can't count on 26 a week from Lockett. And I'm not sure what the deal is with Edelman, but it appears Taylor's going to have a little bit of work to do moving forward if he wants to have a chance to – I think he'll make the playoffs. I'm not sure where I have him ranked. I'll have to double-check that. You'll see at the end of the show. Um, But overall, looking good for both teams – just a tough, tough loss for Taylor when you put up 136 and lose. Uh, but that's going to come back at the end of the year, you know, once he's got the points for, especially if you're tied up with Downey, you'll be blowing him out by a few hundred points. Um, now, back-to-back Mayer loses 113 to 183 to Gowdy. Gowdy swaps Watson, starts Wilson, and Wilson in the comeback blows up for 41 points. Devontae Adam, panic meter, I'm going to say seven. He, you know, that Green Bay offense, they're winning games and their defense is good. But, uh, you know, Devontae Adams is supposed to be a wide receiver one. He was drafted, let's see, he was drafted in the second round first pick, 11th overall. So as far as the value for the draft pick, not there, but Gowdy's team not really bothered by it. Mark Ingram, who the fuck saw this coming? Uh, 33 points, three care, uh, three rushing TDs, 103 rushing yards, adds a few catches for 32 yards. He starts Ronald Jones on the projected 5.6 points. Comes through, it's 12.6, doubles his projection. He could have not started anybody at that running back position because Cooper Cup, man, I wish I had drafted Cooper Cup. He was on my draft list. Gowdy snagged him a round, I think, before I could. And uh, Cooper Cup's balling, man. He's balling out. Now looking at uh, Gowdy's bench real quick. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, Gowdy, good to drop. Uh, I don't know why you're still holding on to him. He is yielded his position to D.J. Chark and Chris Conley. Uh all right, so that covers our our recap for the week there. Now I want to cover a week four sneak peek. All right, so I am playing Monkey Business is playing Tyreek's Innocent. Tyreek's Innocent has their war- bench warmers in. Should be a W for Monkey Business. We'll see how it plays out. I was able to win last week when I had the toughest matchups as far as my team is concerned. Uh, the, the battle of the two shittiest teams in the league, CMC TD factory and mile high Manning. I'm going to say that Dan is probably going to get a win here. Um, it looks like Jim's going to be starting his fourth string players because his second string players are on by. So we'll see what happens. Jim, again, if you're listening to this, man, you got to make some moves. I don't know if you 
have one of those 80s extremely large cell phones where you know you got to put the antenna up to make a phone call but you don't respond to text messages uh you're not very active in the league man it's time to make some moves um expensive way uh to you know to lose a hundred bucks i guess to to get into a league and not really fucking play (laughs) but downey you know i'm sure he'll put up a 97 points this week and win by 40. So easy win for Downey. He's going to go probably, you know, to three and one, sadly. Uh, Big, big game for Paul here. DHS Rams and the two-time defending mayor going head to head. Uh, Tough week for Paul. It's going to be a tough week for for Paul, for sure. I mean, it's a must-win for him. He's 0-3. His team's solid. He's put up points. He's just got a bad luck of the draw as far as uh, as far as who he's played and the points that they've put up. Topher is struggling right now with his uh, with his running back. He, if any, again. I said this before, if anybody has a running back one that they want to trade for Patrick Mahomes, hit Toph up. I told Toph he would be lucky to get an RB2. I'm going to I'm gonna pick Toph to win that game, unfortunately. You know, I think, I think he's, it sucks for Paul, but it's a tough matchup. The JJs are playing... Needs a new team name. Pay last place more. Oh, I don't know if Edelman's going to play. JJ's want to start two players from the Chicago offense. This is like a coin flip. Who, Which team is going to get luckier? Uh, there's a little more consistency with the JJ's. I think I have them ranked second or third in the power rankings. That's coming up in a minute. But I'm going to pick JJ's in that one. JJ's going to move to 3-1. and one. And lastly, this is a battle right here. Snoop Daddy and Kilmer's Coyotes, two of the best teams in the league. Uh, consistency versus consistency. I don't know. Uh, Gowdy needs a running back. He, you know, the the only people that in the in the league this year that have been willing to trade are me, Paul, Gowdy, and surprisingly Topher. And Brooks, excuse me. So half the team is active in this league. Half half the managers are active in this league. I would like to see more trades from you people. But uh, Gowdy, I think you'll see him this week make a move for a running back two. Um, This is going to be a good game. Going off projections, looking at it right now, I mean, Rod Jones holding down Snoop Daddy with his five projected points, that'll change. That player will change, I expect. But right now the projections read 133 to 123. I'm not reading too much into that. I think that it's going to be uh, – let's see. I, I'm thinking that probably Kilmer's Coyotes is going to come out. This game is going to be a combined 300-plus game. All right, let's get into it. There's the sneak peek. Next week, I didn't have a chance to make this list. I'm going to do the top 10 players um, as far as just week to week. All right, power rankings. Number 10, 
Mile High Manning. Jim, if you're listening to this, you need to do something about your team. Number nine, CMC TD Factory. You heard the audio with Downey. He's just waiting for his players to come around. He's losing A.B. I don't think A.B. is playing again this season. I just don't I don't see Gurley being Gurley, the Gurley that we've seen. I mean, he's got CMC, and he's got a couple tight ends that can put up some points, but I think you're going to see Downey make some moves here in the next week or two. He's going he's gonna to come to his senses, put his trade hat on, and uh, we'll see what goes what he what he does. He needs to make a move for a running back. He probably needs to make a move for a wide receiver. Uh, number eight, in eighth in the power rankings, pay last place more, also known as need a new team name. Um, I'm basing this now just off the injuries. Uh, you know, he's you're gonna have to probably drop Vance McDonald, Edelman. He isn't. Doesn't appear he's dealing with any major injury, but he may see a limited workload, especially if the Patriots are up big. Um, other than that, man, I think, you know, James Conner drafted, I think, in the first round. Let's take a look here. Uh, yeah, first round, eighth overall. Stefan Diggs drafted, I think, third round. Uh, yep, 28th overall. Those two players, again, benchable until they show something. The problem is I just don't – you don't have anybody. You can start DJ Moore, uh, but you don't really have a running back or another flex that you can start, so you're kind of stuck with them. Seventh place, DHS Rams. Paul, uh, basing this seventh place purely off from record and matchup this week. I mean, a lot of question marks for Paul's team. Um Questionable, questionable offenses that his players are in, unreliable offenses. It's really like a boomer bust. You never know. Um, rooting for you to get the win over the two-time defending champ. I really don't want to see Topher win this year. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with Paul's team going forward. We all know Paul likes to make trades, and I think that's what you're going to see. Paul's always trying to make his team better. That's what wins you fantasy football championships. He's not afraid to trade draft picks. Paul will make the playoffs. Uh, six, I got Tyreek's innocent. Again, injuries, man, injuries. And un- uh, Sony Michelle is just straight up unreliable. Derrick Henry is game script dependent. Deion Lewis was in at the end of that game when they were behind. Um, P.Y. Hilton, I mean, they're afraid he's actually going to tear his quad. So, again, just players that are unreliable. Definitely potential to go boom, but unreliable players at this point. Couple that with a bunch of bye weeks this week. Um, He's going to need a miracle. We'll see what happens there. Uh, fifth place, I've got the mayor, the terror watchman. Uh, he would be ranked higher if Saquon didn't get hurt. He may be able to scrap something together here for the coming weeks. He, fortunately, he's got, I mean, Pat Mahomes tossing up 30s and 40s. So, uh, again, some of those players, though, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Freeman, uh, Chris Godwin, he's starting Sherling Shepard at this point this week. We'll see what happens there, but. Unreliable players. 
in fourth place, Monkey Business. Look, that trade paid off. Uh, only concern I have is Chris Carson. I've got a couple stud young wide receivers. I have almost no wide receiver depth. Um uh, looking to make a trade for a wide receiver, uh, just for people listening, the player that nobody wants, Shady McCoy, as he tossed up 20 points last week, is available. And Leonard Fournette is available. So don't be shy. Looking for a wide receiver. I've got myself ranked fourth. Uh, in third, Kilmer's Coyotes. Uh, Brooks' team is solid, needs some running back depth. Again, he is a active member of the league. I'm not concerned about him. He is going to be able to make some trades. He's not afraid to trade draft picks. Uh, I think you're going to see him. He, he's got a good shot this year at a first-round buy. And I believe you know he's got a relatively easy schedule, if I am not mistaken. Besides this week, I mean, this week is going to be a, a shootout. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be, that's the game of the week, by the way, is uh, Snoop Daddy, Kilmer's Coyotes this week. We're going to see who, which one of those top dogs um, knocks the other one off. Uh, number two, I've got the JJs. Jerkoff Jesuits place had drafted a good team, man. Uh, he needs a little, a little bit of help, I would say, in his flex. Um, starting Chicago, you know. He, Overall, just solid team. I just don't see you got to make the right choices as far as who you start here. Um, doesn't really need to make a trade, but Ken, he's got the running backs cornered. Nick Chubb, Zeke, Carry um, on Johnson is about to get a full workload. So, rank number two and number one, Snoop Daddy, Gowdy, balling out. His team is on point. We'll see. If he can put up like 200 points this week, uh, hopefully Devontae Adams can come around for him. Cooper Cup balling. Larry Fitz looking like he's 25. Uh, just needs a little bit of help at running back, but he's not afraid to trade. We'll see him uh, make a move here in the next week or two for a running back, I'm sure. All right. That is the Titty City Podcast Week in Review for Week 3, Episode 1. I hope you guys all enjoy uh, let me know what you think, and I will see you next week barring an emergency press conference. All right, peace out.